Hey, this is Terry Degani, the founder of the Blue Abroad YouTube channel, and you are tuned in to a Yank on the Footy. Now in year number four, it's a Yank on the Footy with Craig Wessels. Let's all sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 227 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and thanks for giving this episode a listen. This is the third episode in my previews for 2023, and in just a moment, I'm going to be joined by Terry Degani, who did the introduction to this episode, who is the founder of the Blue Abroad YouTube channel and a huge friend of the podcast. And uh, we are going to be previewing the Carlton Blues for 2023. Now, full disclosure, we did record this episode before Zach Williams suffered his untimely ACL injury, so just wanted to make sure that we had that out there before we dive into this. Now, folks, don't forget that if you are interested in getting your local footy club, uh, getting a shout-out in an upcoming episode, be sure to drop me a note via email over at yankonthefootygmail.com. Reach out to me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. You can follow me on all those places. You can also, when you head over to my website, uh, yankonthefooty.com, you can get uh, signed up on the uh, mailing list there as well. That'd be a huge help to the show. And uh, I do love being able to provide these little shout-outs to local clubs around the country throughout the course of the year because, to me, it is a great way to learn a little bit of the geography and, of course, the history of these clubs and finding out where players who have come along to play in the VFL, the AFL, the Sandful, the Waffle, the NTFL, Queensland, uh, New South Wales, you know, the different comps at the higher levels where they got their origins, if you will. So if you've got a club you want to get a shout-out like this one, be sure to do so. And this was the club that uh, Terry wanted me to give a shout-out to. And today's club of the episode are the Thomastown Bears. And the Bears were established in the northern Melbourne suburbs back in 1967. They currently play in the Northern Football and Netball League and play their games at the Main Street Recreational Reserve. Now, they've got some a pretty good storied history here. Um, Alex Marcoux, who played 158 games between Carleton and St. Kilda between 1979 and 1988, got his start with Thomastown as well as David Glasscott, who played 173 games with Carlton between 1981 and 1991. Now, the club this year will be opening up their 2023 season on Good Friday against Epping. And I wish the Bears the absolute best of luck as we go into 2023. Now, let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Terry Degani from Blue Abroad. I think you're going to like this. If you're a Carlton supporter, you know who this man is. He does a phenomenal job with his show, and uh, you know, I love tuning into the the club-specific podcast because it helps me learn about these clubs and what the supporters of these clubs are thinking about them, and, and Terry and his crew do a fantastic job with this. So let's go ahead and jump in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest for our Blues preview is back for a, I guess, an encore here. Uh, he is one of the hosts of the Blue Abroad podcast. He has been a great friend uh, to the podcast over the years, and I am absolutely thrilled to welcome Terry Degani back. Terry, thanks for coming on this morning, man. Look at us. We're back. We're doing this yes. again, Craig. It's good to be third, here. Third time, I believe? Yes, sir. Third time's a charm. Yeah, so I, I, I worked on putting together you know, the, the notes and everything this morning, and I started working on one for St. Kilda because I'm sitting down with uh, somebody from Saints TV tomorrow. But uh, I was listening to your 
episode from Blue Abroad last night as uh, as I was jotting this down. And, and and you guys did a great job with it. And there there were a lot of wonderful points that that you guys brought up that I I want to reflect on. But what I kind of chuckled at is as it was going along there. But uh, you know, you guys were, got to the last player, number twelve, that you were previewing last night. It was Tom DeConig and. Let me see if I have the quote right written down here because I think he's out of contract this year, if I'm not mistaken, or is it next year? This yeah, year, this year, yeah. that's right. And and I think the comment was, "Who the fuck would want to go to Geelong?" <laughs> 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 Which, uh, again, I've not been there, but you know, I, I kind of feel like I've spent time there. But uh, I just thought it was very funny. But it, it's it it is interesting that 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 club in that city seems to have a bit of an allure. That, that draws people. I don't know. I don't know if it's kind of like the little the bug zapper, the little yellow light that brings the mosquitoes and things in, or what it is, you know, related to footy, but seems to bring people home or back to that area. Well, it's wholesome in Geelong. Okay. We'll call it. Okay. Yeah, you've got the coast. You've got. I mean, for Tom, the family, the draw card, and I mean, there's a great footy club that play football down in Geelong. Yeah. And and again, I I let the chips fall where they may. I'm not. I'm not here to you know, cheer for him, making a decision to move, whatever, whatever he decides to do. And I know you, you're hoping he makes the best decision for himself. And I hope he has a fantastic 2023 and signs on and sticks around and says, you know what, I'm going to take my own claim in the Navy blues. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Cause you know, I don't have a clue what's going to happen because, you know, he hasn't returned my calls that I've not made. <laughs> so, so, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if, I don't remember if we talked about this the last time, we were on here, but I kind of got a little, um, I had a little bit of a bone to pick with the blues because of their bad timing last year when they hired Michael Voss. But I, th- I think I'm kind of over that grudge now, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I got, I got preempted from being on the sporting capital because they decided to not wait until after the grand final to hire him. So like, he wasn't going anywhere. He wasn't going to take another job. You guys could have waited until Monday. <laughs> this but, is the oh, Carlton well. way. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. we take the attention away from everything <laughs> else. So, you know, as we were, as I was listening to your the episode today, and we're, we'll get into several other things. I, I loved how you uh, were kind of defending Harry Mackay's kicking around the body because it was, uh, you know, as you said, you know, who the f am I to, to to question this guy who's a professional doing this, who's had a lot of success, and uh, and I said I'm not sure how many cat supporters out there that are listening to to, to Blue Abroad, but I think that you know they they probably say the same same thing about Brian Myers, but you know he doesn't kick as many, but same kind of style that you know that the guys on television just kind of pull their hair about and like why is he doing this because it works for him yeah it's it just works yeah i think so i mean i think also with harry that this there's a few players now that are at a certain part of their careers where they're not children anymore they're not young up and coming mm-hmm. players seemingly making mistakes i mean harry's established himself as one of the best forwards in the game right he won a coleman medal um, and he, I, I just feel like he's at a level in his career where, eh, I don't think we need to be telling Harry what to do yeah, anymore, yeah. Or, you know? Well, and, and you guys, you know, now that, now that Charlie Kernow is healthy and touch wood, he stays that way. And both of them, you, you guys have a very enviable position in the forward line. You know, I think, you know, like many other clubs in the comp would say, you want to trade forward lines? Sure. We'll do that. Uh, <laughs> we'll do that in a heartbeat with you. But uh, it's it's a great setup that you guys have there, and it's uh, could definitely work. Well, out I think I think the two of us, our clubs, I think they're the only two that have the the level of of forwards in terms of the big boys down there uh, yeah. that we both have. Obviously, Hawkins and and Cameron 
sit firmly at the top given you know what they've been able to achieve and i think charlie and, and harry are the next mm-hmm. in line to take over that that title at some point i think you're right i think you're right and you know as i mentioned to you before we started you know we're yeah you know, about a half a percentage point away from finals this past year and i, I i'm guessing your your expectation is it damn well better be finals this year because you have the club that's capable of doing it. Yeah. I mean, finals for me has been the expectation probably for a few seasons now. Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint, I feel disappointed and I feel like we haven't achieved what we've been capable of. And so now it's like, I mean, how, how much more closer do we need to get before it's like collectively the entire club, the fan base and everyone has the expectation like enough is enough. It's time. Well, 55 one hundredths of a, of a point, you know, that was as close as you were this last year to keeping the Bulldogs out of the finals. So it's uh, it's, you can't get much closer than that. So it is, it's a, uh, and I know, and I know how frustrating it had to be, you know, being a, a Cleveland sports fan here in, in Ohio, where, we have not had a great deal of success in my rapidly increasing lengthy lifetime. Uh, so I, I know about that. We, we're, we're, we're almost St. Kilda-ish when it comes to that sort of thing in terms of championships and such. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what are the indications you're going to be looking for that are going to tell you this year is going well? I'll be really interested to see their behavior and the way that they speak and the, and the message coming out from the club when things are going well and, and you know, by the same token, when they're not going well. I think probably towards the end of the year last year, I remember we we had four games remaining. We played Adelaide in Adelaide and there was some commentary around how the year was already a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, f- you know, from that point of view, I'm looking to make sure there's, there's no complacency that kicks in because, I, I mean, I feel like, we're going to be on a nice run at some point throughout the year. Uh, I think we're, you know, we've shown where we're good enough to to do that. And I, I guess the the level in which we we close the gap between those inconsistent patches um, and not get too high, not get too low, but just to show a better level of, I guess, almost emo- like an emotional intelligence. <laughs> not letting, I mean, we are an emotional club. We're an emotional group. The supporters provide so much excitement. So I guess the ability for us to be able to control those emotions and not get too caught up either way. Well, you know, and you used the word complacent and that makes that it, it is something that I think, you know, if you go back and look at last year, you guys started out eight and two and, and, and I know it's been several years since the blues have played finals, but at eight and two, are you, you know, reflecting back on it, are you thinking to yourself, Man, we're playing finals this year. Did that creep into your mind when you're eight and two, and you're thinking that and go, "Man, we're playing finals this year." Of course, it was <laughs> even to be honest with you. Even up until that last month, I just felt like we had won twelve games. Generally speaking, twelve games gets you into the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it had been the case, I think, nine of the previous ten years, and even so, with four games remaining, just to win one more, I thought we'd be able to do it given right, that right. we hadn't lost more than two games in a row prior to that patch. So, yeah, I guess I certainly thought we had done enough. Um, it wasn't to be, and and here we are. Yeah, and it's – I mean, I'm looking at, the you know, the last three, you know, Lions, Lions, D's, and Magpies. I mean, that was a 
that was a juggernaut you had to run through those last three. And and that I've shown in class the, the last few minutes of the uh, Collingwood game at the end of the year, just to, you know, to, you know, at, like at the end of a class period, just to show and just to try to demonstrate to the kids, this is a damned exciting game. And it, it just was just so, and I'm, I'm sure it just had to be crushing when that horn and, and, and I'm not, I'm not trying to mock you at all. I'm just, I, no. I just, you know, it's, 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 uh, yeah, having, like I said, having, you know, the clubs that I support here in the U S the football team, the NFL team won a championship when I was a year old and the Cavaliers won a game in 2016. And there were 53 years in between the two of those. So <laughs> it's been. I tell you what, so I've been, I've been to, there's, there's two specific moments in my memory mm-hmm. with a crowd at the, at the footy where it's been incredibly loud and just beyond anything that you've heard. So 2013, when we beat Richmond in the final, there was a moment in the fourth quarter where Chris Judd kicked a goal and I've never heard a roar like that in my life. And then round 23, I'm told that the same roar happened, but I remember it so clearly. I remember everything going silent. I remember Jamie Elliott running into that goal, kicking the goal. And I remember just standing there everything was so quiet and so numb and it was it was almost like i was sucked into a vortex it was it was one of the most fascinating experiences i've ever had as a fan also because the week prior we lost in a, a similar way a, you know a late goal um by Kaziah Pickett which really rocked me and i thought okay well we'll learn from that mistake and then mm-hmm. for it to happen again uh, yeah I, I won't forget that moment when Jamie Elliott kicked that goal that's just a reminder of I don't know life. I, I use this quote a lot when I when I when I do my videos. You know, life hits you like a Jamie Elliott running into open goal. It's just <laughs> that is a that's a. Have you put that on a on a sticker or anything yet? I mean, you not might, yet. You might be able to. You might be able to make a few bucks on that. There, uh, <laughs> put that one up. Put that one up on. I mean, I've got four hundred and you know fifty different quotations hanging on the walls in my classroom. That might be worth putting up there, and the kids are going to go, "Who the hell is Jamie Elliott?" And I'll say, "Well, research it. <laughs> Do a little bit of digging there, guys. You know, might get you, might get you interested in it there." Uh, so, is is the complacency the thing you're most concerned about that they don't get caught up in that again, or there's there's something else you're worried about? Well, I mean, it's their it's their ability to stay mentally strong in the pressure moments, which. I think the last time we spoke, I was talking about not letting the five goal swings happen where we would mm-hmm. give up runs of five goals. I think for the most part, we got on top of that in 2022. Uh, now, I guess that the, the big theme is, you know, when the pressure comes, when you're expected to win, when you're playing these games and they get tight, uh, our ability to execute under pressure, which is something we have not been able to do yet. I hope that this is the year we get, you know, we we overcome that. I don't know if you can really fully overcome that given this group don't know what finals football is for the most part, if not all of them. Um, so yeah, that ability to stay composed is is a real big one. It's it's mental. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I might sound biased in saying this, but when I look at the list and I put the names on paper and I look at our best 22, I mean, how, how much more do you want? Like, what else do you need? You right, know, yeah. How many more? How many more forwards no. do you need? How many more mid gun midfielders do you need? How many more gun defenders do you need? Like what else is missing no. apart from the the doing now? 
are you saying that to the supporters? Are you are you saying that to the people, the players on the list? I think I'm saying it to everybody. Yeah, anybody who wants to listen. (laughs) What else do you guys need? You're a damn good side. Just go out and get it done. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, and I, and I think, I think that it's, this is a club that certainly should be playing finals this year. It should. Now I, I did, I did uh, uh, one of the preview episodes already with uh, one of the other clubs. Um, I talked to somebody from the um, purple rain podcast and they, they they think that that Fremantle is actually going to take a little bit of a slide this year, and they said they wouldn't be shocked if Fremantle slides out of the eight. Interesting. Yeah, they were they were a little concerned about all the all the changes and such that have taken place, and they're you know they're they're they were a little concerned about that, but yeah, you know, still a lot of talent there, but uh, it's uh you know it's it could be you know could be a a, a prime spot there, and I and I th- I think that you know Carlton is certainly a a very strong candidate to be in the eight and I, I have one other one that i think could get there that a lot of people are gonna just go well you're nuts you live in the wrong country to be able to talk about this but uh i have one that i think is ready to make that jump and i'm who is it and, and they're a little north of you they're significantly north of you gold coast i think they might be ready to make that jump finally yeah i like it i like it a lot <laughs> I, I like I that think a lot they might. Especially... I mean, it's, if king's back healthy and it's uh i just I mean, that's a solid midfield they've got. Um, well, they work hard. They're a very blue-collar, hard-working team. Yeah. yeah. Play and, the right way. And Levi Casbolt had a pretty darn good year for them. He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been, you know, it's funny. He actually would have been handy at some point throughout the year last year, especially when the defenders were down. And Could, um, could have gotten you a couple more points here or there, maybe. <laughs> I think so. It's, it's, it's quite ironic. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just think they're ready to to maybe take the, the the jump there. But what player are you the most excited about seeing this year? And maybe the leap that they make, or you know, the, whatever the case may be. What who are, who are you? Because I know you've only covered twelve so far on the on the show. Mm-hmm. But who are you thinking to yourself? I want to see what happens next with this man. It's a good question. What happens next? I, I think. <sighs> I've been very mindful to not put pressure on him, but Jesse Motlop, young mm-hmm. Jesse Motlop has something. I don't know what it is, but he has it. Well, that last um, name for one. Yeah. 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 He's got the magic <laughs> and he very rarely do the young players come into it, into the side and get better and get climatized to the, the the speed of the game and the level of the game mm-hmm. and he just looked to be comfortable at the level from the outset and then every little bit he just got better and you know even looking at that last game against the pies in the second quarter like he, he really sparked us in that quarter kicked a few goals got us going and um i've seen what he looks like on the track as well jesse's probably one of the the next gen but i tell you now harry Mackay, i think he's a man on a mission he, he's in the best condition i've ever seen him Good, good. I mean, it's it's a uh, and is this the year that Ben and Harry actually play in the same game? Is this the year? Because I don't think it's happened yet, has it? I don't know if they are separate people. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm in I, that I've, camp. I've never, I have never seen Clark Kent and Superman in the same scene in a, in a movie. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, because isn't hasn't isn't that correct that they've never played? There's something that's always happened that's precluded one from playing against the other. Exactly right. Yeah. Yep. So One's always been injured. And, and I think even the last two meetings, mm-hmm. one was a laid out, the other was a laid out. So like they were named to play on the weekend and then okay. 
or a late withdrawal. So okay. there's something in the air there. Yeah, it's uh, and I don't know what the I don't know what the well I don't think the rules would work out this way. But they're not they're not sitting there saying, well, man, I was gonna I, I put I put on I put on my parlay that I was gonna you know you know get get four goals against my brother and the other one said I put I put on I was gonna get four four spoils against you, which. I, Oh, we can't have you play. Sorry. No, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's uh is is Patty Cripps if I think he's probably your your best and fairest again in your mind, and you know, defending Brownlow medalist, which you know, we can certainly debate whether or not he should have actually been eligible for it. But uh <laughs> we can certainly debate <laughs> we that. We certainly could debate that, but uh he ended up being he ended up being eligible for it. I mean, I I I talked about that uh a couple of episodes ago and I was comparing it to the, to Willie Rioli's contact on Matt Rowell in round one last year. And then there was another one. God, was it, was it Mitch? It was Mitch Robinson who, you know, had kind of like had stopped and had you know, buoyed himself to, you know, to make, for somebody to make contact with me. And he ended up getting suspended for a game, which I was like, wait a minute, which is something not right about this whole tribunal thing here. That's like, they're just spinning a big wheel and deciding whether or not, you know, somebody's going to be suspended or not. I think at the end of the day, that's what happens. To be honest, I think yeah. it's a microcosm of the world. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're in the US, you know, the superstar rule, how it works. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you have to be at a certain level to get that level of protection. And uh, I think the rules were, I mean, first of all, it's about damn time we had a lawyer that got us a result. So, that, <laughs> so there was that. So have, um, have, you, have you put your hand up for that yet? Uh, no, 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 not for me. I'm, uh, I'm very much happy to keep my my legal experience um as a side hustle and and allow allow my content um to be my main focus oh okay okay i didn't i didn't realize that that was the case with it but okay that's yeah i'll tell you also though i mean when it comes to best and fairest i've just got this inkling that jacob weedering is going to assert himself again i mean he, mm-hmm. he obviously was injured last year in that round 11 game against collingwood and he he, he hurt the ac joint and then he came back a few months later and then he had you know tendonitis or tendinopathy in his knee just not healthy you know when you get injured during the season it just it just hurts you in all right, facets right. um i think he's ready to just i mean he hasn't the fact that he wasn't all australian a few years ago i thought was really disappointing but i guess that's what happens when you don't win enough games so i think this is a year that jacob weedering just asserts himself and lets the rest of the competition know that he's he's the real deal i think there's a little bit of doubt about jacob weedering from non-carlton supporters but he i mean for me he's our most valuable and most important player that makes certainly makes sense i mean because i think you know that you know if you look at a, you know like the club that i follow i think a lot of people might say that uh tom stewart is their most important yeah player. you know absolutely I think it's, you know that it's, you can find ways to you know put goals on the scoreboard if one of the other forwards are not there but you know he is a he's a major cog back in that defensive 50 and it's mm-hmm. uh he's the he's the hub around which the wheel turns exactly right yeah. so it's it's uh looking at your your schedule to start out the year i mean you, you know you start out of course with richmond and you know you got well i don't know the, these guys here they, this, these guys over here that uh yeah um the next week but then you, then you've got you know three games that on paper and I know I'm saying on paper, and I'm thinking, you know, what happened in round 20 last year, but on paper, then you got GWS, North Melbourne, and Adelaide. So, you have, you know, a couple great outings to start the year. You could you could be conceivably 5-0 and to start out the year if, if you guys come out firing on all cylinders. 
I mean, if you want to, if you ever want to play Geelong, you want to play them in the first few rounds because mm-hmm. <laughs> they understand that it's a marathon, not a sprint. So they're not that's a good, at that's their a good best. Point. That's a yeah. great point. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> you know, because you go back and look at last year. I mean, they were sluggish last year because I, I tipped them sixth last year. At right start, at the start of the year because i i just thought you know the whole i i fell into the, the you know the year older trap and it, like everybody else was doing and they just told me okay dumbass you don't know what you're talking about so i mean i'm glad they proved me wrong but uh it it, it was you know it's i just yeah from everything that i had seen in in the six or so years that i've been watching the game you know once you kind of hit that magic number of about you know 33 34 you've been taking a pounding for you know 10 15 years in this game it starts to really catch up to you quickly Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think I've learned my lesson doubting Geelong and, and doubting, you know, the age profile, because at the end of the day, the, the experience really shows over the, the longevity of a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get a little sugar hit with talent. And I think Carlton's a good example of that. We, we can be, we can be great in spurts of a month or, you know, three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately it's a, it's a marathon and uh, talent will only get you so far. There needs to be structure. You know, and I think the cats are an embodiment of that. Now, you know, looking at who you play twice this year, who you have your double ups again, this 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 is where finishing outside the eight might have worked to your advantage for 2023. You know, because you, you've got you know, you got GWS rebuilding. I think we can safely say that. West Coast rebuilding, I think we can safely say that. You've got Gold Coast who are kind of up and comers, I think. St. Kilda, who we're not sure where they're going to be, but I'm sure they're going to be a little bit more competitive maybe than they were last year with, with Ross Lyon there. And then you've got Melbourne and Collingwood. So you've, you've got, you know, a handful of, of I on paper, again, you got to play the game, but on paper, some winnable games there that you should be able to bank during the course of the season, I think. Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to subscribe to your theory and I probably have for every year of my life. I think 2022 was the ultimate, reminder to just never bank anything um well, i've definitely been point. one in the past fair, fair i've been one that. in the past to manifest a lot and just mm-hmm. say yeah well you know we'll tick this one off uh-huh. um i just i don't know i guess i guess i've been humbled craig you know well it's it's i think it's when you you know, you found yourself in a position where maybe you've gotten close and you, and you didn't get there where it's it's you just go, I, I, I don't know what to do now. I, I, I kind of give up. I can't, I can't think, you know, the, the glass isn't half full. Somebody knocked a damn glass on the floor and it's all over the floor now. It's, mm-hmm. uh, the floor is half well, I mean, <laughs> when you think about, I mean, eight and two, like I can't bank on that happening again. I mean, yes, we're capable of doing mm-hmm. it, but to bank on them starting the season in the fashion they did last year, I mean, can I really expect that to happen? I don't think I can. It would be great if they did, but uh, eight and two is, is such a strong position to be in after 10 games. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I, I go into this year a little different. Maybe maybe I'm becoming a bit more wise, Craig, in my in my uh, journey of life. But I, I just – I'm at that point now where there's just no more manifesting it to happen. Like they're either going to do it or they're not going to do it. And until they do it, which I've, I've had this discussion with, with friends and, and even, you know, when I think about it alone – Am I going to be able to stay in the moment and enjoy the wins as they come, or am mm-hmm. I going to be subdued until we clinch the playoff spot or the, the final spot? Well, I, I think it, it yeah, it, and I think in reality, you know, it, it the old adage that you hear in every sporting, you know, competition is if you're going to do it the right way, you do it one game at a time. 
you, know, yeah. you don't you don't uh you don't look past an opponent because you know for example you know the adelaide game last year because i'm sure that that that's one that you thought okay we've got these four we're putting these four points on the ladder for us this is going to get this is going to push us past the bulldogs and then those last three games you know hopefully we win one or two of them or all three but if we don't we may still get into the finals and it's spot on yeah that's exactly how it was yeah i mean i i'm I I have it's been you know I've been I was pleasantly surprised you know with what happened with with the Cats last year was not expecting it certainly not you know like I said I I didn't think they'd be finishing higher than about sixth and I thought they were going to be starting a rebuild this year but I'm guess I'm so new to this I haven't figured out that they they have figured out how to repair repair the airplane while it is in flight if you will they do it better than anyone else <laughs> that's for sure yeah it's, it's a uh, <laughs> It's yeah. I I I'm wondering who the next uh, player is who decides that somebody needs to cut their 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 uh, salary and get them off the books, and they want to give away a high draft pick. I mean, I, I you know, we I, I I loved that deal. That was <laughs> that one was awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, that was. So, um, who are you thinking that that maybe was not part of or hasn't been part of the the 22 that you think is going to be battling their way to get either in the 22 week in and week out or somebody that's going to make the number 22 person on the list, you know, bite their fingernails because they're concerned whether or not they're they're playing AFL or VFL that week. Uh, there's a few, we have quite a few in this category. I mean, David Cunningham is definitely one that, you know, when he's at his fittest, he is mm-hmm. he's a, he's a, he's a quality player. There's no doubt about that. Now the reality is he's just, unavailable a lot of the time he's coming off one of the the longest recoveries to an ACL that I've ever heard of in my life uh, I think he's one Caleb Marchbank is one where if he's fit I think he's a, a lock in the 22 mm-hmm. and then you start talking about guys who just haven't been able to stay on the field for long enough because their bodies are letting them down and that is probably you know between Jack Martin Zach Williams and Mitch McGovern these three guys are all best 22 players when they're fit, but we don't get more than 10 games out of them in a season. So it's. And if I'm not mistaken in the previous episode, one of the players you mentioned then Patty Dow is another one. He's kind of an enigma for the club that he can't, you know, he he hasn't quite put it all together. Like all the talent is there, but he has, he's just not been able to muster it all together and just put it out there on, on the oval and just take off. Yeah, I mean, last year we bring in George Hewitt and Adam Chera. Um, and so when you think of the two of them with Patrick Cripps, Sam mm-hmm. Walsh, I mean, he's Paddy Dow, with respect to him, he's, he's, I don't think he's at the level where he can take one of those four midfield spots. Right, right. Um, and then there's Matt Kennedy, who is also ahead of him, I should say. So there's there's five already. So Paddy just found himself in a situation where he wasn't, he wasn't selectable because he wasn't providing what the others were. And and the sad part was that towards the end of the season, when, um, you know, when, when, when Hewitt was out, when Kennedy was out, uh, I think he, Patty played against the lions and then didn't feature after that. Like he just, there's a, there's a step that he hasn't taken yet and mm-hmm. he's entering the, you know, the sixth year of his career and there's just a step that, 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 you know, every player has to have that one year where they make that leap from, going to be to is and i just yeah. don't think he's done that yet and based upon what i've seen he's he's out of contract at the end of this year as well so you know yeah is is he going to be 
you know, is the club going to take the, the the kind of leap, you know, some, you know, to where they you know, make a, a long run in finals where he ends up being, and again, I'm going to go back to the, the club that I support, you know, a talented kid, but, you know, Quentin Narkel who couldn't get a game in the Cats midfield, you know, who now has a, you know, he sounds like he's having a really good showing it during training with Richmond and might be, you know, might be getting to stick around with them with one of the open spots they've got on their list, which, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. Absolutely. But, you know, you know, maybe Dow finds a spot somewhere else, you know, after this year, possibly. Yeah. I mean, I wish him, I, I wish for him to make it happen. If he makes it happen, if Paddy Dow, if we're, if we're sitting here during the, you know, the end of 2023, Craig, and then Paddy Dow has put himself unquestionably in the 22. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got the best midfield in the league. That that's that's how I see it because we if one more emerges in that midfield I think we already have a really good midfielder but if one more like a Paddy Dow emerges I just think it's it's lights out for the rest of the competition. Well, I, I I would have to think that you guys are probably you know in the top five midfields in the entire competition. I would I would think you're in the top five. I think so on paper. Yeah. 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 But again, you know, we've talked about doing things on paper and actually doing it out on the ground here. Yeah, correct. Uh, so, exactly. So what is your what's your bold prediction for this year? If you, you know, the, the one that, you know, people are even if they're a blue supporter, they're gonna go, whoa, really? Bold prediction this year. Mm. I don't know I'm, if Jacob Weedering all Australian is bold. Um, but okay. I think he'll be an all I think he'll be an all Australian player. Okay. Um, and win and win the Carlton best and fairest. Um I think. I think Charlie Kernow, I don't know if you know if this is bold, but I think Charlie Kernow has a another quantum leap to come. Um, last year was his first full season back. Um, he is a super special talent. Mm-hmm. And he is. he is now, and he's always been a hard worker. And I think now he's got that perspective of life and having something taken away from him and, right. and maybe not taking it for granted. I think and now as he enters this part of his career where he's, you know, he's a leader of the club. Um would he kick 60 plus 65. goals last year? I think he yeah. can do, I think he can do something in the eighties this year, Charlie. Wow. wow. And you know, you said something yesterday that was, was pretty poignant. You know, that you got this, you know, this pair of sharpshooters here in your forward line now, and they're just learning how to play together because they have, they have not, this was basically, you know, this was the first year that they've had really the opportunity to play side by side with one another. So, you know, the league, you know, better take notice and figure out how to, how to defend these two guys. You know, it's cause it's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, they've had a full season together now, um, which was great. Harry was injured for a little portion of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beauty of the two of them is they, they genuinely care for one another's success. We haven't had, I mean, touch wood, it's a, you know, things can happen relationships can break down, but I think the, the, there's a genuine love and care for each other and, and want for the other one to succeed. And I mean, when you have two of the best six or two of the best five forwards in the competition and they're in the same team, I mean, it's only, they're only going to get better off each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, end of the year, it, we're into grand finals at the end of September still, right? Even though they added another week. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So season is, is done. What does the paper say? What's the headline for Carlton? at the end of 2023 whenever they have whenever they've played their final game of 2023 what's the headline the blues are back the blues are back okay. the blues are back yeah okay 
<laughs> I, I'm not sure if that's what you said last year or not. I think it might have been something along those lines. I think, it, I think it was, as a matter of fact. I mean, I'm old and I forget things, but I sure think that sounds familiar to me. Uh, <laughs> it's been the it's been the headline my whole life, my whole life. It's, the Blues well, are back. The Blues are coming. They're okay. here. I think I think I did put an asterisk next to it though, so it was you know I think it backish. I think is what it was. So this year back, yeah. yeah and I and I think they will be this year. I just I. I don't know. I just, I just have a feeling they're going to, that they're going to be there. Of course, I, I haven't sat down to work on my ladder predictions yet. I'm still lining up all these interviews and such. I mean, I'll sit down and do mine here before it's all said and done, but uh, you know, I'll get to see, you know, hopefully, you know, touch wood, nobody's, you know, there aren't any injuries, but I'll get to maybe factor some of those things in before I, I end up doing mine. So you ready for some uh, extraordinarily difficult trivia questions? I am. Let's see okay. if I can do better okay. than last year's they're, performance. They're, I don't think they're too bad. I don't think they're too bad at all. So, um, so last year, last year, how many Blues players averaged twenty plus disposals in twenty twenty two? And all of them, all of these played at least fifteen games. I had some thinking music to play during a podcast. I'll just kind of talk through it as you're doing this here. So is it six? Wrong. Close. There was seven. 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 Yep. Wow. Yep. Walsh, Hewitt, Doherty, Cripps, Kennedy, Chera, and Saad. Saad. Ah, yep. yes, yep. of course. <laughs> yep. So you were close. I'm going to give you partial credit on that one. Okay. So, all right. Of course, you know, Charlie Cornell had 64 goals last year. Harry McKay, 45. Who was third in goals last year kicked? Patrick Cripps. Yep. With 20. Yep. Yep. That, yeah, doing so bad so far this year. You like that one? <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see how you do that with this one here. Cause I, cause I, I had to look this one up. Okay. In terms of total games, who had the longest term as senior coach for the blues? Oh, wow. That's a great question. In terms of total games coached, mm -hmm. that is an that is an awesome question. Um, David Parkin, that's correct. Yes, three hundred twenty-eight games. Yep. Yes, three hundred twenty-eight games. Yep. All right, so you are two and six sevenths out of three okay. so far. That's not bad. <laughs> not bad. Uh, <laughs> who had the highest disposal disposal efficiency for twenty twenty two for the club? For the club disposal mm -hmm. efficiency. Um oh, I know this. I know this. I know I know this. Adam Saad. No, sir. No. Lockie Plowman. Really? 80 83.9%. Yep. I need to you I'm gonna use that because he is the <laughs> he is the Carlton fan base whipping boy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> now this this was a number I was I was surprised by because I've only seen this in one other place, but who led the club with an average of over 500 meters gained per game in 2022? Mitch McGovern? No, I don't think he would have met the criteria. He didn't play enough games. Oh, so they still have to play the 15? Yeah, I, I think I, I know he played more than he played plenty of games. Yeah. But he wasn't even um, actually at the top of the list anyway. Sam Doherty? Yes. Yep. Yeah. You're crushing this. You are crushing this. Okay, this is uh, we're going to go back and th you're this is kind of referencing something you've already spoken about today, but uh who defeated Carlton in their most recent finals loss? 
in their most recent finals loss. Um, it was 2013, and it was the Sydney Swans. Yes, it was. Yes, it was, because you'd mentioned them beating Richmond, because I went back yes. and I looked at the questions from last year, and I'd asked you who, who you'd most recently defeated. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. So, who are the only two Blues to kick nine goals in a game since the year 2000? Well, Brendan Favola would be one. Mm-hmm. Nine goals won in 2009. Nine goals? Mm-hmm. Um, oh. The other one's in 2000. Yeah, I know who it is. Um, oh. It actually came up on my Instagram recently. It was, I think it was Simon Beaumont. No? Lance oh. Whitnall. Oh, Lance Whitnall. Okay. Yep. Uh, nine, Beaumont. nine goals four wow. against Brisbane. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. I've got two more for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which player had the highest average of one percenters for the club in 2022? Highest one percenters in 2022. Was it Cripps? It was not. It's he, You've not mentioned this name tonight or today. Mm-hmm. You've not mentioned this name yet. George Hewitt? Lewis Young. Really? Mm-hmm. 11, like 11 and almost 11 and a half. Yep. Per game. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's another stat. It, I'll was, be it was like, it was like, it was like four or five more than the next person on the list. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And again, touch wood. Third time I've said that here, which five players are likely to be playing their 150th game this year? Sam Doherty. Nope. Nope. <laughs> 150. Uh, Zach Fisher. Over two. God. Five players playing their 150th game this year. If they stay healthy, two of them are at 144, two of them are at 135, and one is at 133. Lockie Plowman might be one. He's one. He's at 144. Zach Williams. Mm -hmm. Also at 144. George Hewitt. 135. Okay. Mitch McGovern. Nope, he's not one. Um, wow. Yeah. I, okay. I Jacob Weedering. Weedering is one, oh, and Martin is, is one. He, Martin is the other one. Jack Martin, okay, uh, at one thirty-five. Yeah, so you, right. you got you got four out of the five. Okay. So I mean, you, you you did really well on this one. Although I think I think the Lewis the Lewis Young one was a bit of a curveball for you. I think I don't yeah. think you were expecting that one at all. There, so I wasn't was, expecting it to be a defender. No. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, it's and and I I love that I love that that stat. And again, you know, I, I've seen that pop up, and I, I went I've had to read up exa- on exactly what that is. It, it's almost like it. You could almost call it if you renamed it, it would almost be like you know the above and beyond. Yes. Stat, something like that. You know, or, or the do the right thing stat is almost what you could I feel uh, like. I feel like internally that stat would be a, a celebrated a lot more than than what it is externally by the media. You would think so, but here's mm. the thing. You know, it's 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 
and I know I mentioned this on a previous uh, episode with somebody recently. It's, it's kind of like baseball here in the United States where the, the joke was, and this is going to come off sounding wrong and not very PC. The line used to be, you know, when the people hit home runs, you know, the chicks dig the long ball, uh-huh. you know, that sort of thing. You know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's all, I think it's all about goals and, you know, you know, taking speckies and that sort of thing. And, and just, you know, shepherding is not something that gets, it doesn't get the publicity that it should. But I think, I think that the club certainly knows who is good at those things. And I think the supporters yeah. of individual clubs know that that person, especially if you are at the game, I think you see it. If you're watching it on television, you're not always going to see it because you're only seeing a, a snippet of what's actually going on on the ground. You don't get the whole, you don't get the whole thing. I would love, I still would love to watch a game, even if it's a, a, a repeat of a game where they show the entire game from the camera behind the goal just mm-hmm. so i could see from my vantage you know from here how the the ground opens up and where the people are moving i would love to see a game from that angle the the nfl actually you know kind of like we have the watch afl app here uh the nfl when they sell like their sunday ticket thing you can actually do like an add-on where you can actually buy what they call the coaches cam which is the you know like the all 22 where it, it is the end zone camera so you can watch the game from the end zone camera. So you can see the the way that players are deploying. So you get more of a dimension to it than just that, that little side camera there. I would love to, watch I'm with you on that, that angle. I think yeah. you mentioned this last year as well. I, I'm with you on that a hundred percent, make it an option. I mean, you could monetize it. Yeah. I'd pay for it. It would be awesome. It would be awesome to do that. So, um, before we wrap up, cause I know you've got to get to work. Where can people find blue abroad? YouTube is the main focus for Blue Abroad. So okay. uh, just, yeah, Blue Abroad on YouTube, on Instagram, Blue Abroad Official on Facebook. It's just Blue Abroad on Twitter. It's Blue Abroad Media. If you type in Blue Abroad on any of the platforms, um, you'll find me. You'll, you'll find a show up. And mm-hmm. yeah. No, I do. I do have a bookmark. You know, I'm listening to the podcast version of it rather than the the video version of it. But it's uh it is if you're a Carlton supporter, you definitely need to be checking this out. It's a uh it's you guys do a fantastic job with it. And it it's it's so evident that you you love this club and you are excited about where you are at and cautiously optimistic, I think it's safe to say. Yes, cautiously okay. optimistic. Yeah. I've gone yeah. from being brash and brazen to cautious. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you involved in the jumper punch one? Because I know one of the people you were speaking with yesterday, are you involved in that one as well? So the Jumper Punch is a show on the Blue Abroad channel. Okay. Okay. So it's another. So for people who maybe haven't checked that one out, what what does that one entail? What do you do with that one? So so basically, there's there's five shows on the Blue Abroad YouTube channel, and the Jumper Punch is one of them. Okay. So the Jumper Punch is hosted by uh, Marcello, Rocco, and and Paolo, three great Italian men um, who. I mean, Rocco is a little bit more wiser in his life experience than than I and than the rest of us. So does he's seen he, all the success. A little, a little older. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they, um, you know, these guys are your real rusted on um, mm-hmm. Italian, um, you know, Carlton supporters. I think they, I think they represent a really good portion of and big portion of the of the supporter base. So uh, you know, the idea with all of the shows is to have a a representation of of all the types of fans that, that we do have at the club. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think everyone wants to hear just one voice. So yeah, now nah, the Jumper Punch boys are a ton of fun. You should you should really link up with them. They'd be they'd be more than happy to to chat with you. They're they're okay. awesome. I would love to do that. Yeah, I mean, granted, if they if they if I will have will admit if they start talking about soccer, 
I will fall asleep. Uh, <laughs> not, I, I, I did not watch a second of the World Cup. It's, I just, it's not, not my cup of tea. I mean, it's, it, this is, you know, I'm, I am very much footy centric now, and it's, uh, which I don't regret by any stretch of the imagination. But you made the right uh, choice. Yeah, well, I made one right choice. Now I do want you to know, I'm going to reach over here right now since we are just about to wrap up, and I'm going to take this little card off of the wall. And uh, as it said there, there's what it, there's what it said. It says, uh, there will always be a place for you in Geelong, Tom. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. You know, this conversation is going to be an interesting one in 12 months because we'll know what, either way what happens. Right, right. Yeah, because, you know, it's, uh, you know, may, maybe, maybe, the other, maybe the other brother wants to head north. Who knows? <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> Now I don't I don't know far enough back. Did, did their father play for the cats? I guess I haven't researched that at all. Is is yeah, it's and I, I don't Nor know. Nor have I, to be honest. No, okay. I don't think so. Okay. Because I didn't I didn't know if you know if there was a, a family thing other than the fact that they just happened to live in that that general area. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, I, I I wish him nothing but the best and whatever he decides to do may may be the best decision for him and that it works out well for everybody involved, whatever whatever yeah. happens. Yeah. But um Terry, I appreciate you coming on, man. This has been a lot of fun. I, I love that you are so receptive whenever I, and I don't reach out a whole lot anymore, but it, you know, cause I'm so darn busy and so are you and you're off gallivanting, taking wonderful photos all over the world, having a great time. Um, but uh, I appreciate you being a friend of the podcast and, and, you know, being somebody who's been receptive to my questions and that sort of thing over the years. I, I truly, truly appreciate that, sir. No, it's 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 a pleasure, and and to be honest, we we being fans of the game in Australia, you know, I don't know if you, I don't know if you really appreciate what a job you do for the game. You know, the fact that you know we grow up with this sport mm-hmm. in our faces all the time, right? So chances are, someone in Melbourne is going to be a footy fan or be exposed to it. So for you to be um, working as hard as you do on on your podcast to you know talk about the game, given that you haven't grown up with it, is is remarkable and. Matt, I've always got time for you. So I appreciate yeah. that. And I, I do want to wish the blues all the luck in the world, except for round two, okay. uh, <laughs> except for round two, 20, 22 other rounds or actually, well, including the bye week. Yeah. So, Hey, thanks a bunch, man. I appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. You know it. See you next time. Cheers. All right, Terry, thanks so much for sitting down to chat with me again. Uh, I truly appreciate it. You've been a terrific friend of the podcast since the inception. Uh, You're one of those people, along with Rick Shibani, who I talked about doing a podcast before I actually did it. Neither one of you said it was the dumbest idea you had ever heard. So, And those kind words that you shared at the end of the the, uh, discussion we just had, sir, I tip my cap to you. I truly appreciate that. It, it, It makes me makes me feel good and it uh it helps to give me that drive to continue doing what it is that i'm doing now folks don't forget that you can find everything about the podcast over at my website iyankonthefooty.com you can get on the mailing list there so when a new episode comes out it is in your inbox as soon as it is uh available you can leave a review and that's a great way to help out the show if you uh if you're enjoying the show you can go right to my website and there's a leave a review button up there there's also one in the show notes you can click on that and it'll you can leave a review right on the website you can leave a re- it'll take you right to apple Podcasts, or you can leave a review there as well and it really helps get the uh the show in front of other people's eyes as we are seeing in in today's society you know 
any little help with the algorithms that are out there is a good thing. Also, if you want to help out the show, you can click on the Buy Me a Coffee button there and uh, help keep the show afloat. And if you've got an idea for a guest for a podcast, please feel free to drop me a note. I do hope you'll share the episode with your friends and family. And especially if you're a Carlton supporter, let your Carlton friends know about this because I love being able to uh, to garner new listeners. And, uh, you know, I'm... I'm I'm past, you know, being frustrated about uh, the timing of Michael Voss getting the Carlton job. He's done a fantastic job there. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, when he got hired for that position, uh, I was supposed to have appeared on the Sporting Capital that morning or that afternoon and uh, got up and was ready to go at like 4 o'clock in the morning and had an email that stated that, uh, well, we've had to bump you from the show because uh, Carlton hired Michael Voss today, so we're going to be talking about that. Oh, well. So, that's not enough for me to dislike a club, because Carlton plays one heck of a great brand of football, and they're a lot of fun to watch. So, folks, look out for one another. Let your friends know that you love them. In case they've forgotten, remind them that footy season's coming, and we've got uh, you know practice games coming up here very, very soon, and the season's starting in just a couple of weeks. I can't wait. I know that. I've been uh, you know trying to bank my sleeping hours when I can and practice being up at early times in the morning so I can get up to watch Cats games and any other games that I want to be up for to watch live. But again, folks, let your friends know you love them. Check up on them. I appreciate the kind words. They are truly, truly appreciated. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 227 of the Yank on the Footy. Again, don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can find me, Craig Wessels, on Facebook. You can find the Yank on the Footy podcast over on Instagram as well as on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Thanks for listening. I do hope you'll share the episode with your friends and family. Tell them that you enjoy the show. Leave me a five-star review if you like it. That'd be a huge help, folks. And until next time, which is going to be very soon, because we'll be out with the St. Kilda preview episode a little bit later on today. Goodbye.